Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're brought to you by some very salient sponsors. You need food, you need water. Uh, you've heard me talk a lot about the food at preparewithdave.com. You've heard me talk about 25-year shelf life, restaurant-quality food, uh, high-end calorie value, which you want for survival food because you're eating to survive. You know all that. You know they haven't raised their price. You know there's sales involved, and you can go and get more information at preparewithdave.com. And you also need water filtration. And you also have heard me talk about the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. The research is on the site waterwithdave.com and you'll see they're really really good at what they do and you also know if you've been listening that uh, they had sold out previously found some extras in the supply chain and they commissioned me to be the lone vendor until they're gone and when they're gone they're gone so you need food you need water because of what's coming so you can go to waterwithdave.com for the water, preparewithdave.com for the food. Uh, also, too, ladies and gentlemen, you know that I'm a customer of Noble Gold. I'm not just an advertiser for them. I'm a customer. And for good reason, because they've diversified my assets, and I do have a nest egg to protect. I'm not saying I'm wealthy, but, you know, I've put some money in the bank. I've done some things, and I just don't want it to all go to hell in a handbasket like what happened to my mom's family in the Great Depression when she went from riches to rags overnight and being relatives of the ford family of the auto industry did not help them so i don't want that to happen to you so you really need to look at diversification programs noble gold's the best at what they do go to goldbeforelate.com and they'll send you electronic uh, information but then you'll have to call them and when you call them everyone there is a professionally trained agent there's no call center there's none of those i'll be helping you very much no no they're all fluent english speakers they're domestically based in California, and they're all experts in what they do. And they will take as much time as you want, and you'll have to close the deal. Goldbeforelate.com. And don't forget to check us out on the um, TV show, the Common Sense Show.tv. We put together a team of experts, and I rely on them for my survival information. You can, too. It's inexpensive, the Common Sense Show.tv. In fact, one of our frequent guests over there on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, which is what we're going to do now, is uh, Doug Recker Thornton, and he used to be one of those guys so clandestine we could not tell you who we worked for. We have others like that, too, over on the TV show. But now Doug's out of the closet. He's become a free agent because he told Mayorkas to stick it up where the sun doesn't shine. And he walked away in the name of freedom and liberty. And uh, we draw on his experience from Marine Corps being a contractor and being a former DHS officer. And he brings that to the forefront. And tonight we're going to be talking about 
an update on false flag shootings. And um, we have some more information on the hero. And I want to say hero in capital letters. God bless this man and to his family, if you ever were to hear this. We have great respect for someone who would lay down their life, for someone who just was so selfless, so brave, and unfortunately he ran into a punk who had uh, body armor. Um, but Doug, we have information on this brave officer, don't we? Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, we do have some pretty interesting information. You know, just right off the bat, I'd like to tell everyone that uh, it's a very somber day. Uh, we'll 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 talk about the uh, the active shooter that happened in Uvalde. But I just want everyone to know that you know I take active shooter extremely seriously. I think everybody should. And uh, you know, it's my my plea to everyone, Dave, is to please get get a handgun, get a license to carry, get training, and carry it. Your survival outside of your home is on you. Your survival inside your home is on you. And the best way you can do that is to protect yourself. You're not going to protect yourself with peace, love, and crabs, you know, and $5 discounts at, at a buffet. You you need to protect yourself with a firearm. Um, and that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, so what is it that we have to carry over today? Well... There's some interesting stuff. Firstly, what we have is, uh, I guess you could say, the security officer that worked at the Tops Friendly Market that was in uh, Buffalo, New York. So we're talking about the Buffalo, New York shooter. This, uh, this mass shooting that occurred has another anomaly to it. Now, the security officer that worked there, I think his name is Salter, his last name. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't know this, this man wasn't just a retired uh, Buffalo PD officer. He wasn't just a security officer. He was also, I guess you could say, Dave, a certified genius. The man was creating a technology through the process of hydro, uh, hydraulic, hydrologic, excuse me, hydrologic electrolysis that would allow a automobile engine to be turned on with a little bit of gasoline and then water through this hydraulic electrolysis process would then replace the fuel source for the gasoline or diesel uh, would replace the fuel source with water and there's an 11 minute video on uh, a couple different websites but you can go to YouTube and you can type in AWS uh, Hydrogen LLC, I believe. <laughs> and uh, his name's Aaron Salter. Yes, yes. Uh, Hydrogen Technologies, excuse me. And you can watch this amazing thing that this man was able to do. Dave, he had that F 150 running for at least 11 minutes straight, completely fine, on just water. And all he did was he found a way. Much like another man that we're about to discuss, he found a way to break down the molecule of water to for hydrogen and oxygen, and so ergo it ran the engine off of hydrogen. I, I'm thinking that's 
that's how this science uh, took place. Now, what's interesting about this is that Aaron Salter would have then found a new place, Dave, and, and feel free to comment and interject. Aaron Salter would have found a new way to go around the $500 billion uh, elephant in the room that is the oil industry. Now, the biggest oil company in America is Exxon. Exxon is worth $76.61 billion as of like, I think, a year or two ago. You cannot take a man who's on a security guard's salary and compete with a $76 billion company. What is it that these companies do? They intimidate. They try to buy out. Uh, you know, they try to they try to uh, take your patent, um, or they can try and kill you. Now, we're throwing out a conspiracy theory here. Was the Buffalo shooting based strictly off of a racial? Uh, biasness from the shooter, Peyton, uh, Peyton Gendron, or was there something else nefarious happening here? Was Peyton Gendron what we would call a multiple, someone who had multiple personalities, someone who was possibly programmed like what the CIA used to do with, uh, MK Ultra, or what psychological operations uh, learned how to do through e- electronic low frequencies, elf frequencies. Does it make sense that this kid had to drive 300 miles to stake out this one place several times and then mention in his manifesto that he had to kill the security guard, which was Mr. Aaron Slater or Salter? He had to kill him, couldn't let him survive because he could hurt him. But he didn't talk about the the manager. He doesn't talk about the door greeter. He doesn't talk about the kids working at the register or the person restocking the security guard. He specifically mentions uh, with a little bit of passion in there. You know, he talks about if I don't kill this guy, he's going to kill me. So he's like my number one target. See, timing is a problem for to me, me too. To me, I pick up on stuff like that. I know you do too, Dave. Yeah. And I see this, and I and I just start to th- to think, what in the hell are, are we really looking at here? The whole racism thing doesn't work anymore. His best friend's Hispanic, and his best friend who is Hispanic has a black girlfriend. Well, how is this white supremacist best friends with a Hispanic kid who's dating a young black girl? That don't make sense. How is it that the night prior to the actual incident, the actual shooting, he has almost a two-hour-long philosophical conversation with a gentleman who happens to be black outside the store, to the extent that the gentleman even buys the shooter a drink. So then the shooter, who's this horrific racist, can't stand black people, then accepts a drink from a black man? I I don't buy it. I absolutely no, don't buy it. I totally agree. And here's the other thing that we're asked to believe. Uh, Gendron goes to Buffalo not once but twice. And the other time was the day before where he encounters uh, Salter, 
and he comes back and and despite these multiple trips covering over 200 miles each way so he drove 800 miles excuse me 600 miles in two days up back and up again when he could have driven 45 minutes to an hour to Syracuse with a higher black population to kill black people. So that narrative starts to fall apart. The other problem I have, too, is the timing problem. Gosh, I like the Kennedy assassination here, but it's a different timing problem. The timing problem is this, is that he just drove 400 miles. Okay, that's, that's me driving from Phoenix to Albuquerque. Driving 400 miles, okay, uh, round trip, and so now we're looking, what, five, six-hour travel time. And then he had to case the place while he's there. Then he had that long conversation with the black man on the bench. And yet he still has time to come home before leaving the next day and make a new entry about the security guard in his manifesto. Uh, that seems awful cramped to me, doesn't it, to you? Yeah, there's a lot of time dilation here uh, that doesn't make sense. You know, when did he sleep? You know, um... I would like to. I would like to see his credit card history. I'd like to know where he was stopping. Um, I would love to talk to the parents. Did you know your child was gone during these two or three days? You know, it's not the parents' fault that the child went AWOL, um, as far as we know for right now. And I'm not trying to place blame on anybody. Um, but you know, there are questions out there that within the realms of law enforcement, we have to ask. We have to gain as much information about the suspect, the subject of the shooting as possible. So then we can uh, create a more stable motivation. Because right now I feel his motivations aren't very stable. You know, the whole white replacement ther- uh, theory and, you know, it just, these things aren't panning out for me. No one... Well, Doug, Doug, the replacement theory is BS. Yeah, because replacement would be the number of Latinos crossing our border okay into the millions and black people aren't crossing the border in millions so why would he kill black people when they're not the ones doing the quote-unquote replacement if such a thing exists listen to my hispanic friends out there i think the theory is nonsense okay but i'm just saying the logic in which it's being applied by the Biden administration is totally bogus yeah there's a narrative here that we're being fed um you know i i would i would dare say that um, there are other nationalities in this country that are having a higher population birth than black people and yes. white people. Uh, you know, I mean, the largest amount of children that are aborted a year are coming from the black community. So right. I don't, once again, I don't see where this narrative fits. No. And we're not talking racism here. We're just talking facts. Sometimes facts are hard. Um, you know, and, once again, I, I look at this stuff as a someone who was a professional law enforcement officer for 10 years, and I just say, you know, I, I don't feel like I have all the facts of the case, and I cannot just interject commentary and opinions, because uh, if I have to take this case to a prosecutor and then to a judge and to a jury, uh, well, I need all the facts. I can't have opinions. Opinions are going to get thrown out. So here we are. And we have another fact to interject. And this is when uh, we're going to get conspiratorial. Could it have been that this kid was programmed, whatever we want to call it, MK Ultra, mind warped, whatever, um, and was 
programmed to do this shooting, but to specifically target Mr. Salter. And then it doesn't matter what he does. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time was after that because he surrendered you know it would have made more sense dave if he just went and did you know committed suicide immediately after the act or if he had went and uh tried to have the glorious gunfight with cops and have suicide by cop or take a a hostage and barricade yourself but he didn't do any of that. He just, you know, killed a bunch of people, to include Mr. Salter, walks outside, uh, takes off all of his gear, and calmly surrenders. That is not something that you see within the characteristics of active shooters. Now, like I was telling you earlier, Dave, you do get oddballs here and there, right? Uh Commonly with active shooters, you're going to see the suicide by cop, or what they'll always say is the final victim was the shooter when they commit suicide. Uh, very rarely do they surrender, especially if it's something that is uh, religious-based, like the uh, Islamic extremists. They will almost always try to go out in the blaze of glory, and then within the case of a lot of white supremacists, uh, or just in general, 
children that were involved in these shootings, they either tried uh, to get into the gunfight with the cops or they tried to commit suicide or did commit suicide. So this is an oddball. It's a it's a rarity that we get to actually have the shooter in custody. Uh, last three times that happened that I can remember is Parkland and Aurora, right? And you never heard anything else ever again about any of that. And I'm willing to bet you you'll never hear anything else ever again about Buffalo because I believe the real target, and I'm not taking anything away from the victims or the families, right? This is just Doug's opinion. I believe the real target was Mr. Salter. Mr. Salter was going to give us a technology that could take the 5 to $6 worth of gas that you're paying right now, depending on which coast that you're on. Uh, out here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'm almost paying $5 a gallon. It's like four seventy-three where I'm at. Um, that could be free from the water hose in your backyard. Just imagine what that could have disturbed on an international level. Just on a, Dave, on an international level, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, OPEC, Russia, we don't need your oil anymore. All we need is just good old tap water. What do you think they would do? Do you think they would be threatened? Do you think Exxon, Motiva, Shell, uh, do you think these corporations would feel that their bank accounts are going to immediately dwindle when the military starts converting, uh, you know, any of their vehicles over to water? Yes, I do. I do think that's true. Um, we've seen suppression of technology before. I mean, I'll give you the ultimate. All didn't end in a cause of death. It caused in cancel culture for Nikola Tesla when he told Westinghouse AI, I can light up these cities for free. And Westinghouse said, I don't think so, because we want to put a meter on it. Goodbye. You're no longer welcome with the elite. Then he had to go to work for the Navy. So I've seen that before. Um, And I think this is what we are looking at here. I think it's technology with that groundbreaking. How long had the patent been approved prior to his death? So he uh, he was working on this. And according to what I've read thus far, and you really have to know where to look to find this, uh, but according to what I've read so far, he was about to bring this to market, which means he then would have had to have patented it. Uh, Do you know the date of the patent, though, Doug? So it hadn't reached the patent board yet. Okay. So what what he would have to do is he'd have to bring this out to the market, find a way to distribute it, uh, to manufacture it, and then get it patented by the uh, federal patent board. Now I want to I want to outline that with another thing. There's a man that not many people know of uh, named Stanley Meyer, and Stanley Meyer died in 1994, if I'm correct. And what he did was for, he worked for almost 20 years on this technology that allowed him to power a car, and it's called the water-powered car. And you can see this water-powered car on YouTube, and you can look the articles up on the Internet. Uh, but he was able to take this water-powered car, obviously powered just by water, 
uh, by splitting the hydrogen and the oxygen, making it run off of uh, the the breakdown of the chemicals. And he said that he could go from one side of the nation to the other on just a couple tanks of gas, or excuse me, a couple tanks of water. You talk about revolutionizing, overnight revolutionizing the automobile industry. Dave, we're driving right past Chevron. We're not going to stop at the Circle K. We'll fill up at the KOA near the bathroom. I mean, could you imagine what that would do to the oil company's stocks just within a week? I agree with your assessment of the net effect. I do. Where I have to say I think the story may have a slightly different twist, I want you to consider this, is this. The oil company would have approached him first and tried to buy him out. They did. Did, oh, Oh, you do have that info. Yeah, well... At least for Stanley Meyer. And I could only assume probably the same thing also happened uh, to Aaron Salter. In the first month of my radio show uh, in Wickenburg, when I started in late Pete Peterson, had me on as a guest to complain about McCain trying to steal my property and that of my neighbors. And finally he said, Dave, I think I need to have a show. So uh, I'm on, and then he said, uh, I love your first two guests. But he says, I got someone I think you should interview. I know him. He will not use his name. Uh, We'll have to do a little camouflage on the voice. But he said he's invented a carburetor that runs on water. Same as what you're saying. The oil companies approached him and said $2 million. And he said, go pound sand. And then they came back a second time and said, we know where your grandkids go to school. And uh, (laughs) he capitulated. Yeah. he gave in and sold him the rights. Well, and so uh, he applied for, I think, a patent withdrawal form he had to do, and then he sold him the rights for $2 million. But he did come on and talk about it, but he would only do so anonymously. So that was the first thing I was going to tell you, is definitely they would do that. Yeah, um, they have. Well, and they- so, okay, so do, do we know they did that with Salter, or do we know they just did that with the second guy you mentioned? We don't know if they did that with Salter, but... The man who came the closest ever to uh, dethroning big oil was this guy, Stanley Myers. He is the original case to look at for these nefarious actions. So I believe whatever happened to Mr. Salter is nothing more than the echoes of a ghost in the past that assassinated Stanley Meyer. How did he get assassinated? Stanley Meyer... Uh, was developing this uh, technology for over 20 years. He got it to run. They tried to buy him out. They threatened him. Uh, they intimidated him. He wouldn't move. He wouldn't budge. And he went before the patent board. And what that more or less means is when you go to bring uh, this patent out, then you have to be able to prove to the government that your patent absolutely works. And then they have to test it. And once they test it and say it absolutely works, bam, you got the patent. So that's what happened to Stanley Meyer. Shortly after that, two guys from a Belgian company agreed to take on this man and his technology and then they were going to help mass produce it. So they're eating at the local Cracker Barrel. 
It was Stanley, his brother Stephen, and these two gentlemen from this Belgian company. Um, they clinked their glasses together, drinking their cranberry juice and, and water, and uh, immediately Stanley clutches his throat, runs outside to the front, uh, starts vomiting, his brother following after him, trying to find out what's happening. And the last words Stanley was able to get out of his mouth was, they poisoned me, and then he fell over dead. What's interesting about this is that the company from Belgium that Stanley was supposedly going to be working with or merging with, uh, they didn't send flowers, cards, zero condolences to the family, yet they were about to take on a gentleman's uh, technology that would have revolutionized how vehicles run on fuel for the entire world and not even a sorry for your loss card. So Stephen uh, Meyer, which is the surviving brother, still believes to this day that his brother was assassinated based off of what he said. Uh, obviously, with the example you just gave, these events happen. These people will come up with an ingenious device, a workaround, the big oil, and you would expect, Dave, that with the Biden administration and all the loony left and how they love their new green deal and they want green energy, that when they found out that Mr. Salter was creating this technology, had created a technology, which would be the workaround, why hasn't Biden talked about it? Why hasn't anyone even mentioned the genius of this man? What a horrific loss to our society this man was able to create this invention. Hey, Dave, do you think that it's strange that all the scientists and engineers that work for Motiva and Exxon and Ford and Chevrolet and all these other BMW, not one of them has found out how to run a vehicle off of hydrogen and oxygen separated H2O, but yet the backyard engineer who doesn't have a degree in engineering did it. Well, I would suspect that the people that are in the business know not to go there. Exactly. Um, Then I would also say that with regard to this guy, uh, Salter, um, I have to wonder this. Were the racially motivated killings the number one target, and he happened to be a good byproduct to be number two, or was he number one? And by the way, let's make it racially motivated. I think it's just my opinion. I think he was the actual target. I think the mass shooting to blame it upon white supremacy was the cover because the evidence doesn't make sense for the latter. I agree. And so it's not the oil companies that killed him, I don't think. Um, because we don't know if the oil companies approached him or not, but but um, let's assume they didn't. Then this is a government operation. Well, See, let me tell you why the government would want to have him dead and have his uh, patent go away. If you're trying to starve a nation into no travel, absolute destitution, 
hub where you control everything. You tear down society by ruining the energy and everything is shipped. Then you can build back better because you've torn it down. If you have a guy come in and all of a sudden, wow, look at this, water, carburetor. Uh, just think of the what this would do for the economy. Shipping costs would go next to zero. I mean, it's incredible the effect that this would have. The effect on the economy would be an instant boom. And that's not what this administration wants, clearly. No, and if you look at the videos, um, everything that Mr. Salter made was in just a, uh, a plywood box in the back of his truck. And it had, you know, what looked about a 20-gallon tank of water and then a bunch of, you know, valves and wires running everywhere. Um, and if that's all it takes, what, maybe about a 1000 or $2,000 to retrograde a vehicle so that it runs off of uh, water, well, I mean, you know, everybody's going to be doing it. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you? I'd, I would do it. My wife drives a, a 2017 Yukon uh, XL. You know, I mean, that thing sucks down gas like it's nobody's business. I'd love for it to be able to run off of water. Uh, but that's a threat. And you, what you said is very correct. How do I keep my, my boot on the back of the neck of the people who are dependent on the oil and the gasoline pr- uh, products? This week, choose to buy food. Next week, choose to fill up your gas tank and go to work. When we eventually have to hit that crossroad, I want to make sure as the bad guy that I get to tell you which one you're going to decide this week. But if you just randomly get this guy who's going... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. To his neighbor's houses in the suburbs and he's fixing up their cars for a thousand dollars worth of parts and labor and now they're running off of water. Well, that spreads. And we can't have that. You know, um, do you think that could be something that Elon Musk would have been at reaching out and asking about? You know, here's a man who wants to run everything uh, away from fossil fuels. You know, I could see someone like Elon Musk wanting that type of technology. But at the same time, now you're tied into the electrical grid uh, with the cars. And these cars are, by the way, extremely expensive to make. And the batteries, the lithium-ion batteries, are extremely expensive to make. Water's not. Um, By the way, you don't need that battery. You just need your regular old car. And run down to Home Depot and tractor supply, and a thousand dollars later, your car's running off of water. So I see that as a true credible threat to big oil. And when you say government, you mean big oil. We're talking the military industrial complex here. You don't get the military without the oil, and you don't run the government without the oil's money and permission. You know, the banks are tied into the oil. And that's when we talk about the complex. 
the complexity of all the different partnerships, the military, the private companies uh, like Boeing and Lockheed Martin. Uh, then you get uh, the fuel companies, you know, all these different things. And, and obviously uh, the politicians are smeared in there. All these things together make up that military industrial complex. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But if you're not wanting to play ball, well, Dave, what happens when you don't want to play ball? Mm, They put you on the bench permanently. Or they bury you under Giants Field like Jimmy Hoffa. Well, didn't... Are you there? Oh, don't tell me. Oh, here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let me uh, see if we can get Doug back here. Doug, are you back here? Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We um, we got cut off. I can't imagine why anyone would want to cut us off. It just is baffling to me, but we are back. Uh, Doug, I trust you are with us. I am here. You mentioned Jimmy Hoffa, and then we got cut off. <laughs> that was, well, what timing, huh? Here, let me make sure we're recording, and we are good to go. Okay. So we are, and I'll check one more place here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has happened to me, not this particular kind of event, but I've been interfered with three times today on high-profile interviews, very high-profile interviews. So I thought that was really interesting. Okay, let me... uh you back up here yeah I, I just said you know the point i was making when i said jimmy hoffa was uh, people that don't play ball disappear that's a fact yeah so uh just uh, you know i suppose it was easier to do this you know l- let me explain something else too doug because this is something we brought up in the first interview the geography did not make sense in other words, it took two and a half hours for this kid to drive from his house to Buffalo to do this racially motivated killing. A kid who has two minorities in his inner circle, Hispanic and black. And then uh, you've got Syracuse up the road from him less than an hour. And uh, the black population there is 40% as opposed to Buffalo, which is 30%. So the logistics and the geography did not make sense. And I'm thinking, why drive the extra distance for a crime that doesn't really fit the narrative of the kid? But let's assume it's valid and he has to go there to kill black people. Why would you go twice as far? Then you could have gone to Syracuse and done it twice as easy. And your trip would have been on an interstate and infinitely easier to go to Syracuse. So that fits in here, too. The geography adds to the conspiracy. You know, it... It does, and if this kid wanted to buy body armor and, and a helmet, um, you know, have his uh, have his shotgun, his uh, long rifle, and his uh, rifle and pistol, and you know, want to if you want to go and play Rambo, and you want to go kill a bunch of people, why didn't he go down to the hood? I'm sure he could have found some local place where he could have went and got into a gunfight with people. But I believe it doesn't make sense. If you wanted to go and kill people, I mean, you know, the demographics of that area, I'm sure he probably already knows where 
people of different ethnic races are around him, and he could have went on a shooting spree in any direction. But I think, once again, to travel 300 miles one way, uh, and by the way, was he taking SSRIs? We don't know. We don't know. Was he I, coming I would up? assume he was, given the fact that he was hospitalized for his threats in a mental okay, institution. So, yeah. so, so let me ask you a question then. And uh, I had a I had a brother who uh, emailed me and made a very good point. Being on SSRIs and then yanked off of them, could he have traveled 300 miles with no discrepancies during that trip? He could have. We're talking physical ability uh, versus uh, cognitive uh, disassociation. Right. And my hunch would be that uh, he could, but he had been in a highly agitated state. He would have had to have stopped to go to the bathroom, you'd think, or go go get gas. And uh, like I said, you really get into a real quagmire here of analysis. Uh, do I think he was on uh, SSRIs? Absolutely. Yeah, he's incarcerated. Listen, he threatened to kill people. He's put in a mental institution. Why would you let him out after 36 hours? Because he agreed to be medicated. Otherwise, they wouldn't let him out. I know the deal. I used to, I don't know if I ever told you this, uh, for a while I actually was in charge of a teen suicide hotline for a behavioral services group. And I used to train teenagers. We'd train lay people, you know, keep the victim talking about suicide, blah, 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 blah. We would get a lot of kids that would quit SSRIs and the suicide behavior would show up. Uh, that's more common than violent and acting behavior. But you can have violent and acting behavior. We talked about this before, the Virginia Tech setting. And the Virginia Tech setting was a guy who was on Prozac and quit suddenly. So do I think that happened? Probably. When did it happen? I don't know. Generally speaking, the data says if you quit a psychotropic medication, uh, cold turkey, it can take anywhere from about 44 to 90 hours for it to kick in because the drugs are meant to act in cycles. In other words, the effect would kick in in about almost two days at the earliest. That's all we know. We, we don't have any more, but I would uh, I agree with you in your assessment, too. Um, I'm looking here at an article, and they're praising on May 15th, this article's praising Aaron Salter Jr., 55, retired four years ago from Buffalo Police after 30 years on the job, blah, 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 blah. Now, not one mention about his genius level, his hobbies. If you're going to champion a hero, just as you said, you would highlight his really endearing traits. This guy just wasn't a cop. He wasn't just a brave man that tried to save lives on that day and gave his own life. This is a guy who was a genius. Yeah. Wanted to change the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's what you bring to the world. I, I have a world-changing technology. Do you know what that means? That means that the people who live on poverty, typically, Dave, live on poverty because, for one thing, they can't afford gasoline to get to work. So now I can buy me a little beater car that costs me $1,500 and damn near run it for free? Oh, sign me up. Um, I think this man was a threat. 
to the big oil industry, to the military-industrial complex, and he was silenced. Yeah, I'm just purviewing articles here that I've looked at earlier in the day. And uh, what we know about the victim of the Buffalo shooting, then what we know about the police officer. And there's nothing here. I put in the search term, uh, was a genius inventor. Fair description that should have pulled this up, right? Didn't do it. Nothing there. Here's another thing that bothered me, too. And I'm going to have to be really graphic, and I apologize. <clears throat> the Texas case is drawing more emotion because the victims are children. And when you look at the ages of the uh, Buffalo victims, and every life is precious, but but listen to the ages, 86, 72, uh, 77, 67, 65, um, 32, 52, 53, 62. You get the idea. So, much older population. And here's the thing that I thought about earlier today as I was sizing up the events in Uvalde versus Buffalo. Um, the Uvalde's drawing much more horror. People are sick to their stomachs because these are kids. Uh, people are shocked because human beings were killed in Buffalo, but nothing like killing a kid to evoke horror. And if you wanted maximum effect for your white supremacist behavior, wouldn't you want to go to where you'd have the maximum emotional effect? Well, why absolutely. didn't he shoot up a school in Buffalo with many black kids? Well, why didn't you go to a Walmart? You're going to find more target availability at a Walmart. Uh-huh, yeah. Why this obscured uh, uh, grocery store? So yeah. that's what I'm saying. When you talk about target availability, you know, he could have went any, he could have went anywhere. Anywhere. He could have just drove up and down the country roads and shot at people. He could have went to the hood where all the gangsters are and try and get into an epic gunfight, but he didn't do that. He targeted a soft location 300 miles away um, that was primarily elderly customers and then just so happens that the one guy that he ends up killing uh, the security guard that he vehemently mentions in his manifesto happens to be a genius who could have changed the world how coincidental yeah listen to this this is from uh, Reddit. But Reddit didn't publish this. The, the headline says, The former cop killed in the Buffalo mass shooting was working on inventing a water-based car. He had a YouTube channel dedicated to it. Okay, but they didn't get that information from this. Here's where they got the info, and I'm putting this in here. Um, let me find this and read it. Um, find it here. Okay, I'm scrolling down to the entry. Okay. Um, something that's not being reported is this man was trying to find a way to invent water-powered vehicles, and that guy was killed as well. This was only published three days ago. So the mainstream media had access to this information. They could have gotten it like anybody else. Here's a private citizen. Okay, this ends up going on Reddit, but it was only three days ago. It's, it's really interesting. 
And then, and then uh, someone else wrote in after that and said, "Okay, thanks for posting that, but we're now too busy with monkeypox." Right. That's an interesting approach to the right. to that revelation. I thought event-driven narratives. Well, Doug, you said when things started to go south for the Democrats, you were very, very clear. You said a couple of things. Number one, you said, I expect to have a lot of false flag events start. Well, it's happened. And then you called me one day and you said, uh, not too long ago, it seems like a crisis is happening every 12 hours. What's next? You're two for two, so what's next? Well... I, you know, this is just based off my experience because within the realm of law enforcement, we've been waiting for these actions to happen. Uh, and this is based off of uh, open source threats that we learn from uh, violent Islamic extremists. Probably about five, six years ago, there was a couple postings on social media or the Internet. And... Um, back when the FBI was worth a damn and their threats were that they would target a school uh, and target the playground where the children were playing and just walk up and shoot all the kids well it was you know, it was terror it was terrific for them because target availability but it is horrific for a parent what happened in Uvalde is one of those things that you could potentially get voters on your side by tugging on the heartstrings. I'm not trying to be cold when I say this. Um, And so please, nobody take me inconsiderately. If you listen to my podcast today, I almost couldn't do the podcast. I was was so disturbed. But I still covered this. Um, But... The thing that the Democrats, the left, the thing that the elite, the New World Order, whatever you want to call them, they tug on the heartstrings. Conservatives, the Christian-based Americans, we want factual evidence. The left and all the crazy wackos on that side, uh, they want emotional convictions. So with an emotional conviction, it doesn't matter the facts. Well, How many times did Biden say it? We're here for truth, not facts. So their truth is their narrative. A fact is a fact is a fact. Uh, You know, this is what we're looking for when we say false flags. False flags never mean that things don't get bloody. False flags never mean that people don't die. Uh, I, I was hoping that I would be wrong with this. But I did say that I would expect at least one school shooting that involved young kids. I probably said that back in January, Dave. And I, I said yeah, yeah. back in that time, you know, based off of elements of the past with uh, historical references on active shooters, this year, because it's an election year, I surmise we'll probably have close to eight uh yeah, about eight active shooters that breached the national credibility for mainstream media because there's active shooters every day. Uh, but for the ones to really, you know, gain a foothold within mainstream media, uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and count them. You have the 
uh, active shooter that happened in California at the Korean uh, Presbyterian Church. Then we have Buffalo. Now we have Uvalde. You had Brooklyn. What else? California. That's California. Okay, yeah. So we're at five. Um, well, I said this to you earlier today. It's interesting that these events, and I'm going to actually do a data analysis, most of these school shootings and these mass shootings happen on the Democratic watch of the presidents. In other words, they're Democrats. Number two, why does this happen in America almost exclusively and not in foreign nations? Yet we do see widespread terrorist acts like the killing of 163 people in a concert hall in Paris, but but not attacking vulnerable populations like elderly in Buffalo and the young, the elementary kids in Uvalde. So why is it that doesn't happen here or happens here but not other places and why is it it's Democrats? I think this is something that the Democrats cannot run from. Statistically, we have to say for most of these shootings, they're in some way culpable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, once again, the other narrative here, Dave, is to strip the guns away from people. You know, how many how many stupid politicians and, and Hollywood elitists are going to come out that we already have I've talked about today uh, that are going to come out and say, well, you know, that's it. That's the last straw. We need to take all the guns. Yeah, yeah. But here's the problem. We need to we need to have a war on drugs. We need to stop the drugs. How well yeah. is that working? So how are you going to get the guns? That's not going to happen. And 90% of the guns used in the commission of a crime, not necessarily these crimes, but the commission of any crime, they're stolen. That's an FBI stat. So getting guns from law-abiding citizens won't matter, and the the criminals will be jumping for joy if you take guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens because they know they'll have no resistance. Well, just listen to this. And this gets on to, you know, not to segue, but this gets on to uh, why I, I believe we are on a path of civil war. Just listen to the cold-heartedness of this woman, this creature. Uh, typically, I use a C word to define a woman like this. But what she says right now boils my blood. All right, this is this is the level of mentality of Americans right now. Another, and this is on Twitter, and it says another school shooting this time at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, for a state that has one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the country. They sure like to murder school children. Mm-hmm. You could not be more cold. Or calculating as you type that. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I hope you don't mind if I if I swear uh, just a tad bit. FCC, but, careful. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I try my best to be a good boy. Um, she had to type that. Yeah. She had to realize what she had typed. <clears throat> have a snarky little laugh to herself. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Look how cute and funny I'll be. This will be on Twitter, and all my loony leftist friends will have a good laugh and will get a bunch of retweets. But yet, if that was one of her children, would she have sent out that same tweet? I just was going to say the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Well, this she, probably she stuff. could have sent out that tweet because she wouldn't have had a child. She would have aborted. Oh, no. This is a 20-something. This is the danger here, okay? And this is Princess Meow whatever kind of uh, uh, handle or whatever it is that the kids call their usernames 
this is a 20-something, stupid kid, doesn't know anything, probably has almost zero life experience, probably one of the worst things she's ever experienced was, you know, waiting in line at Starbucks for too long, to then put out your non-subject matter expert opinion for all the world to see over a horrific mass shooting. And, you know, every loss of life in this country is a brother or sister underneath the flag of the United States. We don't look at the world like that anymore. I still do. I was raised to view this country as in every single life under that flag is precious. Every single life in God's earth is precious. But when you have these reprobates who don't even cherish uh, life, and they they have snarky comments when innocent blood has cried out, Dave, it reminds me of two things. It reminds me of why I'm going to say I'm not surprised and I told you so when God strikes this country. And I'm not going to be surprised when we have a civil war because you have a group of people, Dave, at this point that is almost overjoyed at the death of children. True. What happens when the adults start shooting at <clears throat> no, each other? No, I, I agree. And, and, and at the end of the day, we are victims of our own depravity. Our own president sounded much like this woman, not quite as snarky, but he politicized the event, showed no empathy towards the parents, and this is who's ruling over us. And then we wonder why they don't care about baby formula not getting in the parents' hands. Doug, uh, tell us how to follow your good work on American Vindicta. Oh, hold on. Sorry, we just had a cutout again. Ladies, I thought we were going to lose. Do you have me, Doug, on your signal? Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I was just going to, I was saying to close that, um, uh, our president just as depraved as this woman was, and, and he capitalized on the tragedy for his own political benefit and didn't show any empathy towards the parents, and that's who's ruling over us, and that makes uh, that explains to us why they don't care about baby formula getting in the hands of moms. Uh, Doug, in the time we have left, tell people how to follow your good work on American Vindicta. Uh, com. We also have a Patreon channel. It's just American Vindicta Show. There's going to be a lot of stuff on there in regards to medical training and tactical training, uh, firearms training, uh, that I'm going to be putting on there. 14 years worth of experience. So if you want to view that, it's $3 a month to be able to view the information. It's also on YouTube and Rumble. Before we, we leave out, Dave, I just want to say this because it, it really makes me upset. We gave $40 billion to Ukraine, but yet we've given almost no money to securing our cho- our children and our schools. I heard you. We're going to do another show on that. That's why I purposely didn't bring it up because we didn't have the time. But that's exactly right. And we are going to talk about how we protect our kids. And then we'll talk about how future terrorist attacks may even take more kids' lives as well as first responders. and uh, So we're going to do a whole other show on this, folks. We may be doing it on our TV show at the TV. And on that note, my friends, we are flat out of time here. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out our archives at the Common Sense Show. Uh, excuse me. You can check out our archives at gsradio.net. Um, that's the Common Sense Show. And uh, check out our website at thecommonsenseshow.com. Doug, thanks uh, for coming on with us. This is the Doug and Dave Intel Report signing off.